And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. Got a heart like a stone and a wandering eye. Love you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know how that song goes, man. I don't know. Is that how it goes? <laughs> I don't think that's how that song goes at all. Oh, you know the song we're singing? <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to karaoke night on the Next in Line podcast. <laughs> That was the beautiful vocals of uh, Mr. Chance P. I, I thought Lane's vocals were beautiful as well. It was just, it wasn't even in the realm of what the lyrics were for that song. Um, <laughs> Enlighten me. I don't even know the song we were singing. <laughs> I can't even think of the name of it right now. What? And you did me dirty, man. I Apparently didn't know I did. We're live. Come on now. We're live. The next in line part. I don't, I don't think I got fully... The video of you singing, but I think I got the audio. Yeah, the, oh man. So we'll play it back. Hey, mm. whenever I'm making a big on the karaoke stage, I'll remember you. That's right. Join us for the next in line karaoke <laughs> night at the local bar and grill here in Divine, Texas. I know it, man. What, Char- Charlie's on the green, right? I, I think maybe they got some karaoke. I don't know. Hey, dude, that that may actually be a good time. It could be. It could be. Or it could be the exact opposite. <laughs> nah, I think it's a good time, 100%. Oh, speaking of good times, there was a couple people that had good times this week, I think. You dang right, so I heard. So that's what we hear. Congratulations to Ashley Forshe. Yeah, going out there and, and freaking knocked it out of the park as usual. Yep. I think she actually set a new PR this, this past weekend. Really? It was a 50 mile out at Arches, right? Yeah, yep. Man, congratulations, Ashley. That's mm-hmm. a heck of a thing. That was freaking awesome getting out there, hammering down on the trails as usual. I mean, dude, we've seen her dusting everybody before. So that's right. She uh, almost <clears throat> almost brought the uh, scrambled legs team back <laughs> on that old habanero so relay. Close. <laughs> dude, she was booking it. But always crazy, awesome to see her out there doing that thing and see people in our in our network just doing cool big things. You know. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And I mean. Other one out there is uh, Mr. Billy Pitts. I'm sorry, Billy Joggins. Billy Joggins, Mr. (laughs) Billy Pitts. Congratulations to my dad knocking out a 50K over in. That's Tyler, right? Yeah, I think it was running the rows. Yeah, yep, yep. That's right. 50K out there. And had new crew chief out there. That's right, Miss Tammy Pitts. My mom joined him on the course out there as a crew chief. And uh, I think he found a little bit more elevation than what he thought was going to be out there from the story oh, really? i heard yeah, yeah. Uh, i think he ended up with about 3700 feet of elevation in 50k Dang, dude. a decent little jaunt you know us flatlanders down here don't uh hey man get into that too much <laughs> you, you dang right we had our 10 mile over this past weekend and i think i had a uh, 200 feet of elevation yeah i think uh, yeah you gotta a little get a bit little, more you got a little credit it was, was like it? 350 oh <laughs> yeah 350 <laughs> feet over 10 miles i mean i'm not not like some of these folks out in colorado or arizona or any other state with actual mountains? <laughs> hey, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get, I guess. But 
You got a lot more than I did on your uh, second turning run. You're dang so. right. So we cracked the code. <clears throat> we uh we got the secret intel, folks, on how to train for mountain races. Please enlighten everybody. In Central Texas. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. So there's a power line trail. It is literally Blessed. just an easement <laughs> for a power line <laughs> that has a pretty rough trail, rocky trail, very technical, that leads along that power line for i don't know about five miles or so hey at least you can't get lost if you're following a power line there that's right a straight line i always find my truck but <laughs> that sucker is hilly up and down uh, i think i ran out there about 20 miles and ended up with close to 5k in elevation 4800 or something like that uh, which for central texas that's massive uh, yeah i mean it's better than Devon, I guess. You're dang right. So uh, <laughs> anybody doing any races, uh, Chris Barnes doing Leadville, and needs to find some elevation training, why don't you stop on in over here? We'll take you to the old power lines, and, and we can get after it. Maybe just some training in general, Barnes. I don't know. Ooh, ooh. ooh. Better, get, better get them legs <laughs> I've been going. seeing you on Connect, man. <laughs> he's been lifting. He's been lifting. It was a purpose behind it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I know, man. Speaking of Barnes, him and Kyle sent us a little bit of merch. I don't know if you want to turn your old hat oh, there around. Yeah. If you were on Instagram, hey, shameless plug, Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. But specifically Instagram and Facebook, you saw some merch. We had some shirts. We had some awesome hats. Yep. So from, I'll turn my back around. Yep. That's right. From them yeah. boys at Axis Recovery in Conroe, Texas. Slick. We're proud to be a partner of theirs here at Next in Line. Uh, and again, I mean, dude, if you if you want some solid recovery, I mean, and you're in the Conroe area, you ain't gonna beat it. That's right. If you mention Next in Line Development sent you by, they'll give you ten percent off of your visit. And Mr. Devin, what do they have over there in Conroe for your recovery needs? Man, they got top of the line saunas. They got some cold plunges. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Normatec boots. Normatec boots. That's a good one. Man, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I stole ladies' uh, <laughs> Normatec boots after my long weekend, and I haven't given them back yet. So I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's missing them, so I, he's no, gonna grab them after this pod. I tell you what, but um, um, actually, I think they're actually running a promotion right now for um, they're looking for some athletes, right? Oh yeah, I think the yeah. I don't know if it's over yet, but it was like top first ten athletes to DM them, come by and try the shop out. Yeah, from what I hear. Yep. So, so if you're in that area and want to do it, or if you're just visiting that area, shoot them a DM on Instagram. I think it's Access Recovery on Instagram. Yep. Um, you can see him in our mention, some of our previous posts too there uh, from our partnership here. And, man, just some good folks doing good things, trying to help you reach your full potential. So go see them. Chris and Kyle, great guys. Yep, absolutely, man. Yes, sir. Man, well, yeah, training for me. I found some mountains, found some hills out here, got a little elevation, um, had a pretty mm-hmm. big week last week. Uh, but, man, how is your training, your segue back into the ultra running world going it's good man it's good you know it's uh it's been nice getting getting stretch out my legs a little bit um you know i've, I've picked up my mileage throughout the week um you know we started at uh i don't know we were knocking out like four milers and then my longer runs were fives and sevens i think something like that um but now starting this week i'll have some sixes and sevens throughout the week and then uh, my saturday run is we're looking at an 11 miler so slowly increasing a little bit um i don't know man i've really enjoyed it you know i feel like uh 
um, this entire time I've been like right on the cusp of like, what's, what's the proper way to articulate it? Like I, I'm not hurt, but I'm like just sore, like just enough, like on my shins and like going out my legs and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it does. There's, there's a fine line that you push whenever you're, you're out there of getting sore, tearing the muscles and it being a progressive and positive, productive thing, uh, yeah. versus overstrain, overtrain injury. Like kind injury. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I got you. I'm and, with you. um, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of that too is, um, you know, I, before recovery was not a, a priority of mine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was dealing with some, some super tight hamstrings coming into this. My lower back was always hurting. Um, you know, just typical lifting type stuff, I feel like. Um, because, I mean, you're going in, you're hitting the weights, and that's really all you care about, really. That and your food, right? Yep. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've been going through and, and really focusing on stretching out. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of it there is uh, is helping me out in the long run, too. So. Well, that's good, man. But it's been good, man. You know, outside of that, I am still getting to lift three days a week. I got a uh, I got a heavy leg day. I got a push day and a pull day. Um, I did have a uh, push day today, and I don't know. I, you know, sometimes you just have those workouts where it's like you're in there, you're trying, and um, like you just can't fall into that rhythm. You know what I mean? I do. And uh, today was one of those days, but you know, still got in there. Got got some weight moving around. Got her knocked out pretty solidly, and um, you know, on to the next one. So, well, good deal. I'm glad to see the uh, the training something you're getting comfortable in, stretching out them runs, and uh, still hitting those lifts that you like to do. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to see how it all plays out. I'm not putting anything out there into the world yet, but <laughs> that's right. The uh, mystery Outside of the three of seven race we got coming up. That's right. We are going to Georgia here on February. We're leaving on the probably the ninth, I think. Uh, the early the ninth, the night of the eighth, something, something, yeah, something like that. Um, driving out to Georgia to run the three of seven project trail race. It's a timed event. You get four, six, or eight hours to go out there and run as many loops as you can. There's a big old hill on it because you know we like our hills here in the flatlands of Texas. <laughs> um, so. We're At least there will be some actual trees and not just wee satch and mesquite. That's right. That's right. We get get a little bit of, of foliage out there. Some scenery. Flora and fauna. Um, but we go out there, man, and I got I got Lane Divin going to accompany us, accompany us out there on the road trip along with Mr. Billy Joggins himself oh, yeah. and yeah. myself. I'm going to be out there, too. I think uh, Lane and Dad are running the four hours, and mm-hmm. I'm going to try to bust out the eight, see what we can do. Yeah, thank you, dude. I'm excited for it. It's going to be yeah. a solid. I mean, you know, for me, it's like, yes, we're going out there to a race per se, but just training it like a training run. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty awesome. Just getting out there. I, I think so too, man. And the fellowship, the community that they have over at three seven is, is the reason we're going all the way out to Georgia for a race like this. You know, it's, it's yeah. not something we typically style wise want to do or, or sneak into what we got going on, but yeah. Hey, let's do it. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely, sir. man. Well, shoot. What's going on outside of that? Man, I will tell y'all. And hey, y'all better zoom in for this one. Pay attention. All right. You see, we've had some tomfoolery going on in the podcast studio. All right. Please enlighten us, Chance. Well, if you, first off, a little bit of context here. If you know anything about my family, we've got a pretty heavy past 
when it comes to ghosts and haunting and some rather interesting paranormal type stuff. Outside of the ranching days? Well, when whenever we were at the ranch house, Lane got a first-hand account of it, <laughs> got some exposure to some pretty peculiar stuff going on. Yeah, dude, that's um, some, I don't know. I still think back to that. It's just wild. Some yeah. Of stuff that, yeah. Hearing people walk across, across the floors upstairs, hearing bangs on the doors uh, in the other parts of the house randomly. Um, man, even seeing a figure in a window of an area of a house that was shut off completely in all the lights were turned off and the doors were locked yet we see a figure because the bathroom lights on upstairs in an area of the house we had shut off mm-hmm. um, really weird stuff like that and and similar things have been around my family most of my life now whether you believe in that or not i understand but the sheer coincidence of all these different things is, is something that has at least put me on edge whenever weird stuff starts happening mm-hmm. and wouldn't you know it <clears throat> Naturally, some weird things started happening in this very podcast studio. Hmm. Um, And whenever I say weird things, guys, I mean, I've been recording this podcast in the studio for almost a year now whenever we moved into this house. I've had table arrangements, all kinds of different ways. If you've been with us from from the beginning, you know this. Now, along with that, I've had cords all over the place. Uh, I've had a bunch of a bunch of opportunities for the dogs to come in here and and tear stuff up or knock stuff over because wires are exposed and that kind of stuff. And it's just flat out never happened up until this point. So I thought it was very, very weird and peculiar that the first week of January, some weird stuff started happening in the studio. Whenever I came in the first time, there was a few cords mic cords in particular and that kind of thing that were stretched out a little bit exposed, Mm -hmm. but they had been like kind of pulled back and and pulled back hard enough to where it pulled my chair, knocked over the chair, had the Hmm. microphone stand on the ground microphone there. And, and my wires were kind of all jumbled together. And I thought, you know, that's really, really weird, but could be the first time Axel dog or Sam, one of our pups came in here and got tangled up in them, whatever. Explain it off. Cool deal. No problem, right? Yeah. Um, then, <clears throat> man, I wrapped up all the <clears throat> podcast <throat> stuff. I, I published the episode, shut the door, wasn't in here for a few days, mm-hmm. came back in, opened the door, and I've got a red recording box that's pretty heavy. It's probably about 8-inch by 12-inch, um, and it's electronics. It's, it's Like I said, it's heavy. It's full of, of different things that make this whole podcast tick. So it's got some weight to it. And whenever I came in, it was laying on the floor upside down like somebody had thrown it on the ground. And it was a little bit more weird because it was very out of the way for any normal path that the dogs would take. So it didn't make much sense to me. And I started to piece a couple of things together. I started realizing that these oddball things started happening about the time we started discussing religion, Christianity, and our faith within the podcast. Now, rewind to the family experiences in the past with the the hauntings and the paranormal stuff. Instantaneously, my mind started to race. Mm -hmm. I called a couple people in my family that had had similar things go on that had exposure to this kind of stuff before, and I ran past 
them what was happening. And I thought it was weird. Then, after all that was said and done, everything was calmed down, I had the podcast studio set back up. I published an episode, shut the door, and let things rest for a few more days. Door was shut, mind you. This is our last episode that we dropped? Yeah, the the last episode. Yeah, it was the last episode, actually. Shut the door. Somewhere in, in this whole mix, the door got opened again, right? Yeah. Then... I came back in here to start getting ready for us to come in and record the last episode. And my GoPro that I used to film this episode um, was across the table, on the ground, crumpled. And the microphone stand for the top of the GoPro, because I have an external mic on my GoPro, was busted. And I was really starting to kind of think that there's something around us yeah that doesn't want us discussing what we're discussing yeah um and it, it Dang, re- dude. yeah it put me on I mean, edge man because this is the first time like i mean you mentioned it kind of in a roundabout way but you, you haven't mentioned it like in full detail until just now so yeah so it just progressively got worse <clears throat> man is what threw me off right yeah so it was first the microphone and the cords all kind of jumbled up. Then it was my recording box thrown on the ground upside down. Then and then the GoPro, the GoPro and yeah. actually things damaged, hmm. right? So whenever it got to that point and it became very consistent and I, to me, it was clearly evident that some paranormal stuff was happening here. Yeah. I finally decided that, okay, we've got a little one in the house now. We've got a lot more risk involved with what we're doing there's a lot more a lot more innocence around that can't really defend itself or or run away or anything like that so i decided it's time to bring my wife in on what's going on and fill her in right so i sit down to edit out our podcast after we had finished and i brought my wife in here and i set her down and said hey look there's some real weird stuff going on I then sat down and explained to her the microphone stand and, and how I thought it was the dogs, of course. And then I I moved on to the recording box and, and how it knocked over and how that could have been the dogs maybe, but it wasn't anything Still practical. Still didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah and how it, it aligned perfectly that all this stuff started happening in the first week of January, right? Right whenever we started launching these podcasts and talking about what we had talked about. And at that point, I saw a little smile come across my wife's face. And I said, what? (laughs) And she goes, nothing. What else happened? And I said, then my GoPro was thrown on the ground and the microphone stand was broken and there was actually damages. And I said, Lane, there's something in this house that doesn't want us talking about what we're talking about. There's something in this house that is against our faith, if Mm -hmm. you will. And I cited it back to all the things that she's experienced as well in the paranormal realm, being around my family. And at which point she stopped and said, Chance, when did we get the Roomba? (laughs) Turns out, folks, we got a Roomba for Christmas. All right. And we were a little bit late getting back from the Christmas break because we went to Louisiana to see our family. So wouldn't you know it? We launched that thing on the first week of January. (laughs) So 
if you see a very insidious Roomba running around, rolling around, <laughs> old, you better watch out, folks. <laughs> oh, Clean Latifah was trying to keep our message shut down. Yeah, yeah, a malevolent Roomba was roaming in here and destroying all of our stuff. <laughs> Dang, mate. I mean. Considering, like, everything that we have experienced together, you know, back at the ranch and knowing your history. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. I, I didn't know where this was headed, and I, I was hopeful it was headed in something like this. And I even thought about, I was like, oh, why don't you place a trail cam in here? Maybe we'll catch something. Yeah, no. I, and, uh, you know, I was like, should I make light of it? Should I not? Because I don't know if this is, like, a serious one or if it's not. And then, uh, you know, old Queen Latifah strikes again. <laughs> That's right, man. And I, it just shows you, man. Like it, it's so easy to jump on assumptions or think you got something figured out. And it absolutely uh, is. Yeah. Not so Jokes much on you. there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it also proves that uh, our wives are always definitely smarter than we are whenever it comes to <laughs> absolutely anything. <laughs> I think both of our wives would strongly agree with that. Uh, yes, very much so. <laughs> but that's uh that's what I got, man. That's that's the story of the haunted podcast studio. So, uh, well, man, you know, I find that hilarious. But thankfully, you know, it's nothing bigger than that. So that's right. Yeah. Now we're we're firing on all the cylinders. I think I think what we're doing is a cool thing, and I'm still very inspired and and very motivated to to talk about the gospel um, and to to start our journeys into this and keep progressing down the path that we've been going in. And, uh, man, the outreach from individuals, we've had a lot of people reach out and say they like what we're doing. Dang, that's pretty cool, man. That's uh, pretty awesome. Relatable is, is the key term that keeps to, coming out. To me, it's like, you know, as long as, you know, everybody gets, like, big ideas of going out and trying to make the biggest impact as possible, you know, which is obviously our goal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even if it just affects one individual, like, I mean, that's what we're here to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if it is just one individual that we're affecting, then all of our time that we spend into this is more than worth it. So, no, I agree with that, brother. And if there's anything <clears throat> y'all got out there that y'all are struggling with or, or needing to needing to put in perspective or maybe talk through with somebody, don't hesitate to reach out to us. I mean, it can stay completely anonymous. We can talk about it here on the podcast. We can go through some mm-hmm. scripture. We can go through our own personal experiences. We're we're younger guys, but man, we've got a lot of miles on these tires, you know. Yep, yep, absolutely, man. I don't know. Between the two of us, it's probably like five or six lifetimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've lived some uh, creative lives, if you will. Um, but I did want to say, you know, because you're talking, um, going back to like the ghost thing, right? How you don't want anything to uh, stop us, essentially. But I mean. Say that actually was something a little bit deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Say, you know, there there was some, some funky stuff happening. Um, you know, to me, it just even highlight even more so the fact that we are headed in the right direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, reaching resistance through yeah. what we're trying to do. Amen. No, I, and, I agree with you. And, um, you know, man, just going through and, and diving into Scripture, you know, as consistently as we are, you know... <laughs> I still don't feel like I'm doing it enough. Um, big shocker, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's still like evident, you know, all the, all the things that, you know, I've been struggling with and everything else is just like, dang, like 
now I'm starting to see a bunch of these different things, you know, just feeling that resistance against yourself even at times. Um, you know, th- there's no growth without without some some tough times. You know what I mean? I agree with that. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're heading the right direction, man. So I think so. And, uh, and man, we, we're going to get into it here in just a little bit. Um, but we jokingly say that, hey, three episodes deep in uh, Matthew chapter five, you know, <laughs> especially after we thought we were going to blow through the chapter. Uh, like, yeah, I think we're playing think we on fourth, four through seven, four through seven. And man, this is episode <laughs> after three. The end, of, end of episode one. <laughs> That's right. A- episode three, multiple hours in, in chapter five. But yep. Hey man, it, that just shows how deep this stuff is and how much this really means to us and, and how much we want to make sure that we understand exactly what it is that we're, that we're talking about and, and learning. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, you know, again, you can just pull so many different things and then, you know, I'll go through and I'll find, um, you know, a sermon from somebody else or, or from somebody because we're not really giving a sermon, but like you'll go through, I'll go find a sermon from like one of my old pastors from back in the day where if they're throwing something up on podcast or whatever, um, or even like that one I sent you earlier, you know, they're both diving through Matthew chapter six. And just hearing the different perspectives on it and, and you know, kind of applying it to my own life and, and thinking about, you know, my own perspective and, and just some of the stuff that we've talked about, too. It's just, um, I don't know, man. Like, you can just dive so deep into all of it. And not to, not to get hung up on, you know, a single chapter or anything like that, but I don't know. You know, I, I feel like just going through a natural progression with, with our scripture and, and the study that we're doing. I mean, it's, it's just been pretty enjoyable. So I would agree with you, man. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. It's a, it's been a weird journey. Um, one, just even coming out of the gate and, and thinking like, how in the world would I ever relate to, to some of this stuff or, mm-hmm. are these guys or these individuals or even Jesus in some of these spots where it, a very challenging or tempting situation and, and he works through it in the perfect way. And it's like, wow, that is super relatable because I've handled that the wrong way so many times, Yeah, you know? Yep. Um, and, but it, it, it is cool to see you coming from a place of like very strained faith to mm-hmm. kind of really, really delving into and, and exploring this with an open mind. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I mean, even from my side of it, you know, having what I would call cheap grace and just like turning them in, in times of, of need essentially would be the only time, you know, and, and going through and, and realizing that there's so much more to it than just, Hey, I'm a, I'm in a tough spot right now. And then, you know, praying through that time and, and seeing it through and then like, all right, I'm good to go. Yeah. And, and it's not intentional. Right. But you just, I don't know, like whenever you don't have that, um, intention behind like what we're doing now, then, you know, it's not a priority and drops off. Yeah. And uh, well, I think there's I don't some, know if that makes sense. No, but. it makes, it makes great sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some good things to take out of that as well. Cause I, I actually had a conversation with a, with a very, very close individual, um, about that same thing. It's just like, man, I, you have no, no room to ask for, favors or, or his grace in a moment <laughs> <No>. <laughs> whenever that's the only time you come to him or that's 
you've done so many things wrong that you can think of just today. And then you find yourself like, Oh man. Well, dude, I mean, you know, one, one perspective to look at is like, do you know how one sided of relationship that would be or is like, imagine, you know, we have a friend and they only came to us when they're in time of need. And I'm not a perfect individual, but every time they'd come around, like, all right, cool. What do you need this time? And then, and then just be done with it at that point. You know what I mean? Like that'd be tough. It would be a very tough thing. But I mean, there's the other side of the coin is that man, as much as we invest into ourselves, I mean, it, and, and pray for ourselves and, and the selfish side when we're in need too. I mean, there's some good foundational faith there, mm-hmm. right? When there's nowhere else to turn, you're turning to the right place. At the very least. Very true. Right. That's, very that's true. A, it's, well, a, it's a good starting point. Right? Now, I mean, you know, without his grace and mercy, we'd be in a we'd be in a tough spot, boy. Very tough spot. Um, <laughs> and so, th- thankfully, you know, we are able to, to turn to him, and we always have been. And he's been um, forgiving enough to where we can do that, and there's no judgment. And then it's like, all right, we'll get you through here, and, you know, I'm going to hope that, you know, I'm assuming – I'm I would think that he's like, you know, we're going to get you through this. And I hope that, you know, this prospers into more. He's going to give us that opportunity, but he's not just going to make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's something, I mean, that's another topic in and of itself, of just like praying for something. And instead you could pray for the opportunity because that's what he's going to give you. But absolutely, that's a whole other tangent. Sorry. No, it is. And I, that's a good point. And I mean, I I guess my, my biggest point is, is no matter what it is, if, if it's if it's a prayer out of selfishness to to pull you out of a situation or a bind that you put yourself in, or whatever, I did, I do think there's a positive because the seed of faith that that yeah. does live there. Yeah. Right? And and also with that, I mean, so many people on the other side, right, where where you say it's a one sided relationship. There's so many people that struggle with the fact that, man, that's God. What what could I, what could a person like me ever offer him? What could I ever do? To, to repay him, him. Like, yeah, yep. anything, right? To yeah. to give him even a fraction of what he has given me, and I think people can get lost in that very easy. You know, I, I in some ways, I mean, that that was why it took me a long time to dive into the gospel, is because it's like, how is any of this relatable? These are legends. These are these are the apostles. These are this is Jesus. This is. These are all individuals that are at a different level. They're on this pedestal that I can't even begin can't to fathom. reach for. Yeah. And and so that is <clears throat> if you find yourself in a spot like that, be be leery of something something like that. But I I do agree with you, man. I, I think there's some some great positivity out of that either way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I mean, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, there there is positivity there in knowing that you can turn to them and a lot of times we do, as we should. But now it's just on us to make sure that we're progressing more than just those tough times. At least that's that's my battle. You know what I mean? Sure. So no, I, I agree with you, um, man. You sneak up on that mic just a little bit more. Is that better? I think I think that's more better. Well, maybe maybe I, I lowered it, it just. To, yeah, I lowered it. I feel like it was. There we go. Still working out the old technical difficulties I'll there for mine. y'all. We should just get them little Bluetooth headpieces. Probably so. Be, I don't know. Be rocking. Yeah. Hey, yeah. then I could really move around my karaoke. This old Garth Brooks approach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, man, 
uh, we kind of broached the subject mm-hmm. on faith and Christianity and in Matthew chapter five, which is our favorite chapter ever. <laughs> Spend some time oh, in much. old chapter five. So you've just been spending a lot of time in it. So which ain't a bad thing by any means. It's not, man. I, I think I think the depth of what these thing uh, these these chapters of the Bible are is a surprisingly nice thing in some ways. Even though we spent a lot more time than anticipated. Um, I know we thought we were going to blow through four, five, six, and seven all at once. Uh, <laughs> don't know where that come from. We we were misguided. Yeah. I, you know, it just kind of speaks to the, uh, like, in a way, this, probably, this, this may come off bad, but it's like ignorance is bliss, right? Mm. The whole adage there. But I was a know. lot of... Go ahead. I was a lot happier whenever I was ignorant of a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, again, it's just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to blow right through this, and here we are. Episode 3, Matthew 5. Matthew 5, coming at you live <laughs> from the Next In Line studio. So, But, no, man, I mean, again, I don't think it's bad at all. It, it's going through and, and really giving us the standards at which we should live by at the end of the day. I um, agree. And even more so, highlights all of the areas that we continuously fall short in. Yeah, well, yeah, fall short. I I think the opportunity to improve is is where we got we, we got we got positivity. I, I say don't don't take that negatively. <laughs> yeah, now. We can only go up from here, baby. <laughs> it's not a negative perspective, folks. No, I, I promise. Know. I know it. Right. Um, I'm a very optimistic optimistic person if you know me um you are you're one of the most optimistic person <laughs> even when you're yelling at us on the trails you're optimistic <laughs> uh, but i mean you know again it's just like oh here's all the opportunities for improvement so that's right man and uh i think the opportunity presents itself and and we should take advantage of this and focus on let's just get through chapter five today man let's round her out well let's let's get her done man all right well Y'all come along for the ride as we dive into this thing. But, uh, man, we talked about salt and light, and then we bounced around a little bit through the, the laws, anger, adultery, uh, touched on divorce, a couple things like that. But, man, I guess really moving through these, these are very important topics, obviously. But, um, man, you just want to kind of bounce some of these different things that caught our eye as we read this this chapter and close this out? Yeah, absolutely. Kick it off. Yeah. Man, so... uh after the salt and light and that great conversation, I mean, how open you were in the last podcast, which I'm super, super thankful for, you know, it dives into this teaching of the law and, you know, Jesus came in and he wasn't exactly what everyone was expecting. Right. I think, I think he's probably quite opposite. Right. Cause I mean, everybody's expecting like, Oh, our Lord and savior here and come through, knock everything down. We're going to be living in bliss yeah well they were expecting the sword right they're they're expecting the yeah. revenge yeah. against the romans who have oppressed them for so long and and this messiah that was going to be this great military leader to to deliver them from the evils that were and and he comes down and we see him in the beatitudes and and uh for some people the beatitudes um and we <laughs> we sad duckies. <laughs> sad duckies, baby. but we see him we see him through this chapter and in many others uh the Prince of Peace, man, living, living the name. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he, he talks about all these different things and and he talks about though he has come and the messiah is here he still requires you to uphold all of the commandments and the laws of moses that were put in and and by the time it was all said and done i think there was about 316 different laws uh fun fact for y'all nerds out there like me there was 365 negative quote-unquote laws one for every day of the year. Um, I was about was, to say, does that correlate with the, the year calendar there? I'm not saying it did, but it, it adds <laughs> up pretty nicely. And, uh, and and then there was 248 positive ones. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so it, huh. it's really crazy how expanded these were um, and how crazy that this all gets based on these Ten Commandments. So there was, there was all these different laws that had to be upheld, and Jesus came and he expanded on them further and that's what we really get to dive into here later in chapter five um and and he says that in multiple places here that uh what you have to do is you have to spread this word you have to teach from a place of truth and from a place of kind of unbiasedness and and not for self indulgence and that's where he came in and really criticized these pharisees that were that were doing these things for the admiration of the people for the respect for the praise and they had really lost sight of of a lot of the true reasons why you were supposed to make some of the decisions and follow the laws and commandments that you were right um i thought that was a beautiful reminder just to the kind of the death of self conversation that we've had a couple times mm. you know yeah and, and doing things for the right reason and, and following into faith rather than for the, the worldly praises that we could see. That's what I grabbed out of, out of that first teaching of the laws, uh, right there in chapter five. But man, did you, did you have anything you wanted to add to that or, or anything for the, for the teachings of anger or anything that really grabbed onto you? Um, you know, again, man, it, it's just really been, um, it's just been eye-opening just overall, just my perspective of everything and, and where I kind of lay, lay on that spectrum per se. Um, and going through and, and just, you know, I'm still piecing together a lot of this and, and trying to, trying to, to relate it to, to what I see and experience on a daily basis. Sure. Um, and so... I, mean, I think you hit the hit the nail on the head on that one to to tell you the truth um you know but going into into the anger and murder um you know the next section in there man i mean i i just find it kind of crazy how we're just so reactive or a lot of folks are so reactive to just situations and things that that they really don't matter at the end of the day you know what i mean yeah um, but yet in here, you know, it says it kind of, it kind of touches base on like the, the weight of, of anger, um, in general, you know, and just going through, you know, and it says, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka is answerable to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. I think in, in your version, you know, calling them saying you fool is equivalent to cursing. Correct. Yes. Is what your version said. It is. Um, 
and really just kind of touches base on like the lightness we look or, or like the how light the weight of it is in our own perspective compared to where it actually lays at the end of the day. Yeah, something that almost seems, I think what you're saying, like something that almost seems so insignificant to us because of the way society's been, right? We, yeah, we, and how common it is. Yeah, hey, we live in a world where calling somebody an idiot or a fool <laughs> so so often. <laughs> I've, said, I've said a lot worse. Uh, yeah, I constantly say a lot worse, man, I feel yeah. like. And, and then this come along and, and like, perk your ears up a little bit like oh wait what mm-hmm. uh so yeah I, I think that's that's huge and man i think you're right the the natural response especially as as guys that man individuals in america and and around the world wherever you're at it it's not easy right now right life's heavy mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that that foster a lot of emotions right now the economy kind of sucks the groceries or expensive. Kind of high. <laughs> yeah. There's a million things that the the used car market is doing whatever anybody could possibly know. Nobody can buy a house right now. How's the boat market looking though? Oh, uh, don't even bring up the <laughs> boat market. I'm trying to sell a boat. It, hey, anybody wants to buy a boat, holler at me. Um dude, it it's so like <laughs> Yeah. Every everything you want is it's it's almost like the world is working against you and maybe it is that's a different conspiracy conversation for a different time. Um, but, but it's so easy to grab onto these emotions and these, this anger and, and to curse and to, to lash out at others. And, and man, I think this is a beautiful reminder of really stopping and thinking and trying to, to understand a little bit more about situations and, and why people are doing the things that they're doing or, or what makes people tick a certain way that's not exactly how we tick. Yep. And considering that before we fly off the handle, mm-hmm. before the guy that cut us off in traffic because he had an emergency going on and he was freaking out about something he just got news wise and he's trying to figure out how to get to the hospital. And we don't see any of that. We just see a guy that came across traffic and was driving recklessly and, and we didn't put ourselves in his shoes for two seconds. Yeah. I mean, we didn't take that step back and, kind of ponder you know what are the different possibilities for acting that way i guess yeah and i think that's a beautiful reminder of that and outside of being a houston driver so yeah oh no don't <laughs> i gotta go to houston in a couple of days man so i am not looking forward to that so good luck to you. yeah thank you I, i'm gonna need all of that and and probably say some prayers on the way over there honestly um <laughs> But it even says to the point of like, so if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar of the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave the sacrifice there at the altar, go and reconcile to that person, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. So it's really reiterating that point of of loving your neighbor there and and your fellow man and Mm. and taking care of those relationships and, and dealing with them so that everything else is peaceful and right in your life. Yeah. And... It further goes down, and, and it talks about not reconciling those in that last verse, verse twenty six of chapter uh, six in Matthew or chapter five of Matthew. Sorry, we're not to six yet. Um, and it says, "And if that happens, you surely won't be free until you have paid the last penny." And it just talks about how much you truly end up paying when you let emotions like anger, 
run your life and, and you let it take so much away from you because it's like forgiveness in that way. The only person that's costing anything is you, right? Yeah, man. And I mean, you know, something I just thought about too is, you know, how many relationships have, um, you know, either struggled or have been completely um, torn apart due to simple fact of, of letting anger get in the way. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. I I think Lane, my Lane, you're you're a saint too, but she's a saint, dude, because she can <laughs> she can deal with the the anger and and the stupidity and and just the the outrageous emotional reactions that I have sometimes and and just an example of that is right above me. There's a uh, <laughs> the hole in your ceiling. There's a little bit of a hole in the ceiling from a uh, maybe a, a little quick hasty reaction to a smoke alarm. So I said a smoke detector. <laughs> hey, it beeped in my ear. What did it expect? Uh, but it's, it's just a beautiful reminder of the fact that, hey, we, we've got to slow down and, and still living with the lasting effects of that. And, and how much more am I going to have to pay for that hasty decision of punching a smoke detector because it beeped in my ear really loud whenever I was in a bad mood? Yeah. I mean, and I mean, that's just one example, right? Yeah. Not, not in your life. <laughs> yes, in your life. but <laughs> Don't worry. I, yes, I only have one hole in my ceiling. <laughs> There's not multiple examples. <laughs> Maybe we can just throw a frame up there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a picture frame on the roof. Kind of. um, but no, I mean, I'm just thinking to, to some examples in my life where, you know, typically it does take quite a bit for me to get riled up at something. Um, but I mean, even then, in those instances where I do let my 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 emotions or anger get the best of me it's like what what is the like what what is the true purpose of it like it doesn't matter yeah what's and, it gonna say? like there's 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 no reason to be like that you know what i mean no um i agree i don't know man well yeah i mean it, dude i i tell people this at work all the time and, and this is i think it ties to this it's like whenever whenever two groups, cause we have a bunch of divisions that work together that are all on different books. So everybody's trying to make money and they don't care if the other one makes money, but they always think each other's trying to screw each other over and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all working for the same company doing the same thing. And the, the yeah. goal is the best possible outcome. Yeah. And I think humans that here on this earth are experiencing a lot of the same thing. We're all just trying to make it through life alive. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make it through here with a little bit of comfort, not hate our jobs too much, not be stuck in the middle of all this crap and to have a healthy family, a happy family, a little money in the bank and, and be able to decide that we're going to grill steaks when we want to grill steaks, right? Be able yep. to afford that. And I think people really lose sight of that mm-hmm. side of things. The, the fact that, Hey, we're all people, we're all trying to have the best possible outcome whether it looks like we're working against each other or not. And it's really easy to get lost in that and get angry or upset and, and forget that. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I mean, just like so many other things, you don't take a step back and, and kind of look at the bigger picture of where you're, where you're heading or, or what the situation actually is in that moment. I mean, it's just easy just kind of continue going down that, that path of destruction per se. So, yeah. I think it is, man. Um, and moving to another strong, strong emotion of lust, uh, talking about adultery here. 
man, um, they opens it up right off the bat of, you've heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And you painted it beautifully, beautifully uh, last week talking about the over-sexualization of like Facebook, Instagram, social media, just everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like temptation is there and, you know, it's even just the... um, just the act of looking at someone lustfully, you know, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And, and you look at where we are as a society and where everything is just so sexualized. And, and, you know, we've kind of become numb to the standard of what this lays out compared to where we are now. Like it's nothing to, to see, um, you know, some, some pretty wild stuff. Anywhere you look, man. I mean, movies, like you said, social media and everything else, it's just like commonplace now for anybody and everybody to, to flaunt what they got, basically. Yeah. And, um, you know, whatever the intent is behind it, you know, I'm, I'm not certain. Um, but I think, you know, it's fair that anyone can make assumptions pretty easily, right? And, um, you know, just, the, again, the, the act of just looking at, someone lustfully is adultery like that's not that's not a light thing (laughs) no it's not at all and you know like back in the day everybody looked at david and and his issues with sexual morality and, and lust as like he was he was a big proponent of this right like this was a big problem because of his affair and and how he approached things like that but the truth of the matter is I mean, we have the dangers and so much more opportunity just at our fingertips. I said literally at our fingertips. Instantly. Like, it, it's his situation times thousands. Yeah. Right? And and we don't think of it like that. It, it's like you said, it's so normal. It's just the norm now. Yeah. yeah and, and, man, what what a turn we have taken. I mean, even 20 years ago, all of this was risque. All of it was like crazy like you would never do that you would never go out in public wearing this or that and and you better like hide your ankles right <laughs> but, <laughs> but like yeah. here we are in in this this world that we live in now and and man it does it it snowballs and it feels that and and along with anger lust is such a powerful emotion that that once it starts it's it's a really hard one to put down Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's a fire that burns very fast, very quickly, and I think there's a lot of guys, and myself included, that struggle with that, like in a very strong way. So, it it's it's one that I think we really, really have to be a careful uh, of, and and figure out how we're going to deal with. And in verse 29 of chapter five, it talks about so if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell and then verse 30 right after that and if your hand even your stronger hand causes you to sin cut it off and throw it away it is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell and looking up kind of the the analogy for that and and kind of the metaphor that was used there the eyes are the 
idea of the situation that the lust in the mind, like it talked about committing adultery because you're lusting over the woman in, in your mind and it's checking that girl out. It's, it's seeing things or imagining things or picturing things the way you want them. And it's a, it's a gateway to the other side, which is the actual hand, which is the physical. It's the situation you find yourself in where, where this might actually happen, you know, and, yeah. and one leads into the other and, and that's why he's so strong about about what he says and, and the metaphor that's used there, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it's I don't know. Again, I, I think it's just one of the societal norms now, and 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 just kind of looking at at this, it's just apparent of the the opportunities in that that lie in front of us. I guess um, you know, it's it's something that. A lot of people struggle with and it's um i don't know man it's tough it is tough and we talked we talked a lot about this one on our last run too and and we talked about that and, and you you emphasized kind of how graphic that that depiction is of of like gouging out your eye or cutting off your hand and and it's just the weight that it carries behind it, right? Because how big that one is and how strong it is and how hard it is to, to overcome it, it is a it is a literally cutting off a part of yourself and getting rid of it. Well, and I find it interesting how it's, this is something I just pieced together. Like adultery is literally placed right before, before divorce in this section of laws. Yeah. Because that typically leads to divorce. Oh, absolutely. And look how commonplace it is to see divorce today you know what i mean i mean i i, I don't know all of the people um you know off the top of my head that i have been divorced but i mean you know we both know i'm sure multiple couples that have been divorced yes and it's just you know i don't know man it's it, just kind of crazy just seeing um just kind of seeing it all and and just seeing the standard here and, and you know, relating it back to what we actually see in day to day, I guess. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good point. And, and a lot of these situations we find under the old laws of Moses would have been acceptable. Right. And it talks about in the, Verse 31, you've heard the law that says a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce. And that'd be fine if, if that was where it all ended, right? But but then Jesus comes along and says, But I say that a man who divorces his, vi- his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. And he reiterates that point. And, and one of the things that that does is it highlights the sanctity and the importance of actually working through issues and like trying to preserve a bond in a marriage, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it's going through and actually following through on the commitment that you made to your wife. I mean, it's following through on the covenant that you made and, and that promise that you both made to God. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still new in my marriage, but I mean, I know that, you know, everybody has ups and downs, right? but you also have that obligation to do literally whatever it takes to get through that situation. And it's in those times that, you know, 
that's your grand opportunity to to really lean into um into god in that relationship and that's how you continue to prosper man and if you just throw it all away then you know what's that what's the importance of marriage if if you just can't give up you know what i mean yeah no man i i couldn't agree with you more especially in this disposable society that we live in today and how how easy everything's so accessible i mean you see you see divorce lawyer billboards and commercials and and stuff like that accessible you hear jokes about it all the time i I used to be the world's worst about joking about it. You know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime something would go wrong in my relationship, or, <laughs> or Elaine would like the, the smallest thing, she would she would like not even mess up, but just nah, like do I'm some. Divorcing you. <laughs> yeah, just like that's it, that's it. Get the papers. But like, like it, it's a serious thing, right? And and it's it's crazy how much that's been a normalized aspect of life, and and. I think it's just got to be one of those things like taking quitting off the table. Like it's just a mm. it's non-negotiable. Like it's not a choice. Yeah, I think so. Like we have issues, but we're going to freaking work through it. Yeah. And that is the promise and commitment I made to you in front of God because you are who God gave me. I like that a lot. I um, think that's that's beautiful. I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of where I stand on it. So, yeah. Whether right or wrong, you know, I'd like to think it's right, but I'm not. I'm not always right. So, man, I, I'm not either. But I think that was just about as right as anything I could have possibly thought about in that realm. Man, I think that was awesome. Um, and then rolling with that, obviously, if you're getting married, you're taking vows. But it says something about vows here uh, in the teaching of vows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it touches on several different things. But, but what, it really, what it really places a emphasis on in the roundabout ways is, is your actions and your ability to be an honorable person. Yeah. Right? Because throughout this, I mean, there's several different things. I'm not going to read you the whole whole section here, but... It says that do not make vows. Do not say by heaven because heaven is God's throne. Do not say by earth because that is uh, God's footstool. And do not say by Jerusalem for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not say by my head because you can't even turn one hair white or black. Just simply say yes I will or no I won't. Anything beyond this is for the evil one. And the reason that's so much in the honor realm and in the, in the action realm is it's basically saying you shouldn't have to say all this other crap. <laughs> yeah. That we so commonly do today. Right. Oh, oh I swear. But, I, I swear I'm going to get it done. I'm going to hit that deadline. Don't, don't you worry. I, by, by the hair on my second cousin's oldest child's head <laughs> i'm gonna get it done I'm don't worry get it done and then you're like well, i mean it begs the question why why are, we, why are you having to go to that extent right because you're you're supposed to be honorable truthful uphold your your commitments and in, in these actions you've you've committed yourself to right in today's age that's pretty pretty wild concept man but absolutely i mean i've always thought you know you are um like you are 
based off of your word. Like your worth is based off of your word, right? Like if I can't trust what you're going to say or if you're not going to follow through in what you're going to say you're going to do, then I mean, not not that you're meaningless or pointless, but how can I believe anything? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're going to have to swear on seven kids. And, and then the- I said <laughs> the, the more um, justification you have to make saying that you're going to get something done, then the less I am um, to, to believe that, I guess. You know what I mean? So Yeah. And for those of y'all, those of y'all watching here's a here's a practical application of that just kind of a perspective of where where we're at with this world today i mean it even whenever i was younger you could you could have a handshake deal but lane divin here is somewhat of a facebook marketplace truck guru (laughs) all right he has bought and sold so many trucks on that and craigslist right where where you got to trust the the word of somebody but how many how many lately times have you just felt a hundred percent about going and giving a handshake deal to somebody and just trusting them out the door straight up at their word? Um, I know there's been times there's been times, but it's not too often. Right. So it, it's the spot where, man, even I remember whenever my dad would go buy a truck or, or we'd buy a boat or we'd do this or that. And there was a handshake involved and there was some commitments and, and there was some time of waiting, whether you had to go to the bank and get the cash or or whether it was the exchanging of paperwork or, or even like, man, I I got you one. The counterfeit pins for cash, you should not even like I never would have thought anything like that was needed. But but nowadays it's kind of foolish to go to a cash deal without one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. Dang, I haven't even thought about that. So like, like some of the some <laughs> kind of, those, of making me wonder if I've gotten screwed on some stuff, man. <laughs> right? No, but but it's 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 something that like it used to be just a handshake deal, of a man's word, and and you move on because you understand commitments, and and somebody looks you now and gives you a handshake, and it's a good thing, and and you didn't have to make all these vows, but but we've it's it's amazing that this book that was written thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. right? discusses something that's so relevant relevant yeah. today that it's come to a point that society has moved away from the trustworthiness again and to a spot where, man, everybody's just trying to get one up on somebody else, it seems like. And and because of that, there's this lack of trust and there's just swearing upon everything you could possibly imagine, mm-hmm. right? And, and we're told right here not to do that. Yeah, I'm at, and I think it just speaks so plainly to the fact of let your actions speak louder than your words. Amen. I, I agree with so. that. Man, and the next section, revenge. Man, revenge is something that's been so idolized in like every movie I've ever watched and, and romanticized in that way too, man. Like I love the movie of Princess Bride and, and Nigel Montoya's whole thing is he's trying to get revenge on... <laughs> Oh, this is the three fingered man, mm-hmm. and and so I, just, this, I know that's a goofy example, but it's just so prevalent, right? <laughs> it's so prevalent, man. It's a romanticized thing to where people just feel like you gotta, you've got to to do to others exactly what has been done to you, and that's what the Old Testament taught, right? We've heard the the eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but then Jesus comes in and says that's not quite right. Yeah, and. Man, that can be tough at times. Be very tough. Yeah, man. As a as a 
speaking as a young guy that's just full of testosterone and anger and lust and all these things I'm not supposed to be doing, um, man, it's, it's, it's so hard to set that aside sometimes, right? So hard to step back from that, that spot and, and whenever that handshake deal falls through, <laughs> yeah. whenever, whenever that, that counterfeit cash hits you and, and the time's wasted, the energy's wasted, the effort's wasted, and you just feel like somebody has taken advantage of you or wasted your time. It's so easy to want to get back at somebody. It's so easy to want to go back to that guy that cut you off in traffic and go around him, give him the finger or better yet, cut him back off. Mm-hmm. Right. Or not let him in next time there's a lane switch and, and there's a merge or something. Right. But it, and I think it's just so easy to like justify it in those moments. Right. And, um, you know, right here it says, you know, if he, um, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to turn to them, the other cheek also. And, you know, it, uh, man, it's just so much easier said than done, especially whenever it's something that hits you a little bit deeper. Um, but, you know, that's what we got to do. It is. You had a good point from your, your study Bible, too, about the left cheek and the right cheek. Yeah. Um, you know, in my study Bible, it was saying, you know, it's not necessarily being, being cowardly and turning away. But more so, you know, turning towards that individual. Um, it, it was kind of referring back to um, some cultures, and and it may be prevalent today in some cultures. I, I don't know, but you know how the right hand is is reserved for certain things, and same with your left hand per se. And you know, in this um, situation, you know, if he was to hit your right hand or I'm sorry, your left cheek with his right hand, and then you turn to give him your other cheek, that in turn forces you to have eye contact with the individual or the situation in general. And it, it's speaking to the fact of, you know, don't be afraid to, to stand up for yourself, but realize that you can't be doing it from a place of, of revenge or vengeance or, or anything like that. It's, it's um so much more than that, so... Yeah, I think that's that's a beautiful point. And and I think whenever somebody wrongs you and and you react the way they didn't expect you to. Like mm. you said turn and look them in the eye and or or turn the other cheek or or whatever it is you're you're putting yourself in a spot where you're not seeking the revenge just like we we see here and and you're really just coming to terms with it and making a full evaluation and and in a way showing showing mercy and forgiveness on this person it makes them that much for a normal person at least and a good person it makes it that much harder for them to to take advantage of the other cheek and and slap again right because what do you you're expecting them to fuel the fire back to you to react. And, and that's why people do things a lot of times is they seek a reaction and a negative one, but when they don't get it, they're left standing as the individual that was in the wrong solely. And that's mm-hmm. a heavy weight to bear as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, giving them the, the mercy and grace that, that you just wish that, um, at times you'd give yourself, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. That's another topic, Surprise. ain't it? <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to learning to give ourselves the, the mercy and all that and the grace and forgive ourselves and treat ourselves the way that, that we're supposed to treat other people. Man, that's a that's its own hard process, right? Not not to talk about the outward facing is hard enough, but then manage to forgive ourselves, especially somebody as critical of ourselves mm-hmm. as you and myself are. Mm-hmm. Right. And but we could we could beat that horse till it's way, way past dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um so I I think, man, we uh we done the dang thing. We're we're right at the end end of chapter five. We finally made it through we're this. Here, folks. You're welcome. <laughs> uh and, and we'll get to roll into chapter six, but definitely not without closing out chapter five uh by talking about something that seems wholly that's with the W wholly unconventional. Mm-hmm. Right? Teaching about love for enemies. I, believe it or not, I've made some enemies in my life. I've got people out there that do not like me. Mm -hmm. Now, there's an argument to be made that maybe they don't like a version of myself that died a couple of years ago and that I've... I've buried deep inside of me or I've, I've killed and buried out back and he no longer exists here. But, but either way, there are definitely enemies of mine out there for things I've done or, or who I've been or, or things they've done and who they've been. Right. And it's so easy to get caught up in that and to, to roll into any one of these past situations you know especially the the conversation about anger and and want to carry out that revenge or that anger or or be that person that that gets even with someone else but we're taught here right practically at the front but i say love your enemies pray for those who persecute you and that way you will be that you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven for he forgives, or sorry, so he for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and unjust alike. And it goes into several examples there, and it talks about if you only love those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that. If you're only kind to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But if you are to be perfect. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in Heaven is perfect. Sorry. A little dyslexia kicked in there. I don't know, man. I mean, again, I think it just kind of reiterates the fact of, you know, one, you got to step outside your comfort zone. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, um, to go love your enemies, um, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's the that's opportunity for you to, to continue to grow in. Um, you know, you're not going to grow any more than, um, you know, if you're just continuously staying in those situations that are comfortable to you. Um, but once you step out of the box and, and you start applying some of these harder principles to your own life, I mean, that's when you're going to start to see, um, you know, that growth that, that you're probably looking for. And there's no greater place than that for than the opportunity to, to love your enemy. Yeah. 
I think that's I think it's a beautiful beautiful way to put it, and it's just reiterated by the fact that man, nothing in the past few years of progress in your life, my life, dad's life, Chris Barnes's life, Michael's life. There's there's a million examples that surround us in this network of people from next in line alone, let alone the whole world. Nothing that those individuals have done have been the result of staying where it was comfortable. Mm-hmm. It has been diving into the hard stuff and into the areas of life that they didn't necessarily feel comfortable going into or didn't want to go into. And I can't imagine something more true in that regard than love for enemies. That's something that's wholly uncomfortable, something that's so challenging and impractical seeming. And yet those are all the places that we find that growth, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful example, man. And and it says it here that that all of that if you are to be of someone of faith, if you were to be a follower of Jesus and to to have faith in God, He, regardless of how you feel about it, He gives sunlight to the good and the evil, and He sends rain for the just and the unjust alike. And it's not our places to judge, it's not our places to to see who fits that bill or who doesn't. We are to unconditionally be there to be supportive to love those around us and I think it is it in Paul I believe he says that all of the great commandments can be summed up with love your neighbor mm-hmm. if you do that and you do it right all the other commandments are fulfilled yeah and I think that's it's not an easy thing. <laughs> it's not an easy thing. It sounds so simple, but not easy. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so simple, but I mean, that's essentially just going to be one of your life endeavors. Um, you know, you're going to go through, you're going to find areas where it's like, okay, I, I can easily make that make that adjustment and, and give that person grace and, and mercy or, or whatever it may be, and I'm going to go through and love them as though I wish to be loved. But then I promise you, God's going to be like, okay, well, let's see if we can push you just a little bit further, <laughs> a little bit further, right? And just continuing to, to push that envelope and, you know, it, it's up to us to, to take advantage of those opportunities that lie in front of us. And again, man, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to myself more than anybody else right now. Um, it's, it's again, just, a, just another opportunity. So, yeah, I, man, not to make this go longer, but I, I just thought of a great example. I, I had a good friend that has been having a lot of issues with leadership at his company mm-hmm. and there's been some major changes. There's been some major things come out and, and he dealt with uh, a change in leadership that was, was beneficial and there was all the opportunity to be kind of a jerk about it or maybe a little bit of smart elec about it, you know, and, and to, to rejoice in someone else's pain of them being moved. Right. Mm -hmm. But 
what he chose to do instead. And I think this reiterates that point of loving your enemies so well. And, and I just, it just clicked with me whenever you said your explanation right there. He actually reached out to that individual and told them, thank you for everything they'd done for him. Thank you for all the opportunities, the lessons, the value, and and chose to love that individual instead of being one of the people to cheer as the statues were torn down and as as the idol was removed, right? As the whispers were strewn about. Oh, all over. Yeah. Yeah, and and I thought that was a great example of, of what that looks like practically in, in life because that, man, it, a, a tough manager or, or a, a bad boss, quote-unquote, um, that's an enemy. That's somebody that's working against your peace constantly and 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 man that's that's a hard thing to to be a big person about so yeah i mean you know again it's it's a challenge but it's a challenge that's gonna give you growth at the end of at the end of the day and you know if that's something that you're going through and I think it's something that we can probably all find within our lives. You know, we all have different challenges, but, um, you know, I feel like we can all probably reflect on an individual or maybe a circumstance or a situation, maybe a group of folks. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I challenge you to have that same reaction. Be that bigger individual. Be humble. Put yourself down. And love your enemy yeah man i think that wraps it up somehow some way <laughs> we are done with chapter five heck yeah man man well, it's been a, it's been awesome yeah i i've i've thoroughly loved this chapter man i mean again there's so many different takeaways and i know that there will be throughout the entire bible <laughs> yeah for sure um but it, it's just been cool man just going through and and, you know, everything that's, that's just kind of been highlighted in my life, you know, all the areas I'm falling short in and all the areas that I can improve on and all the opportunities that are there, you know, for growth and everything else. It's, it's been, it's been pretty, uh, pretty eye opening, but, but pretty, um, I don't want to say awesome. I want to say something more than that. But I always say awesome. So it's going to, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome indeed, my friend. No, I, I feel the same way. And if y'all have had a favorite part of this discussion, Chapter 5, man, drop it in the comments. Let us know. Reach out. Shoot us a DM. Yeah. You can reach us at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Um, man, also, if you got something out of this episode or any of these episodes that we've put out um, here recently discussing this, and and keep in mind we're two guys that are exploring our faith and going through this process and, and wanting to share that with y'all because we know how many people out there are in that same situation. If you received some value from that, if it helped you, if you laughed at Lane's karaoke or uh, <laughs> or any of the awesome excitement going on um, at, at the beginning of this, maybe like a, uh, a malevolent Roomba or anything like that, y'all just share this show with somebody that might get that same kind of value or entertainment. That's that's why we're doing what we're doing, just to help people out and, and to help that day go by just a little bit better with maybe a good positive message within that. Yeah, absolutely. Get out there, share the folk. Share, share the folks. Share the show with all of your folks. There you go. There we go. Tongue twister. Three times fast. 
Um, and then outside of that, one other thing, folks, if you haven't realized, episodes are now dropping on Wednesdays. Hey, we were supposed to say that. Yes. Good job. Thank yep. you. So, hey, man, creep back up. I was like, I need to make sure I remember to say that. So, episodes are dropping every Wednesdays now. Be on the lookout for them. Um, you got anything else, man? Man, I don't think so. I think uh, cool. s- saddle up for Matthew chapter 6 if y'all want to study ahead and, and be part of this conversation. Uh, but Yeah, absolutely. I think other than that, it's just, uh, it's just man, glad to be through chapter 5. Got some good training going on. Congratulations to some awesome people within this network doing some awesome stuff. And uh, We got some big things coming. Big things coming, so, brother. Absolutely. Well, y'all get out there, y'all lead the way, and always be prepared for whatever it is. Next in line. Videos, folks. That's right. <laughs>